Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there's an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's word. Victory can be your story. What's up, podcast fam? See, you did not have anybody to say happy Monday, everybody. Um, And that's because my wife's not here with me as the guest today. We have a special guest, actually the person that helped to bring her into this world. Uh, Her father, uh, my father-in-law, Greg Kler. Uh, Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Chad. It's great to be here. I'm I'm always excited to spend time with you and Jade. And of course, this time it's just with you, but it's going to be good. Yeah, absolutely. We've had uh, both of uh, him... Well, him and his wife, Janita, with us uh, in Florida for the last three weeks. we got one more week to enjoy. Well, they got one more week to enjoy the grandkids and do all sorts of fun things. And uh, I figured I would grab some of his time and do a podcast because I know from you guys' feedback that these are some of your favorite ones. Um, So we're going to dig right into this. I hope the title got you, A Silent Key to Success. Um, I was just, we were, we were just at a wedding actually. And I was looking at a guy that's kind of stepped into a level of success and he had the Rolex watch on, uh, <laughs> pulled up in the Range Rover, yeah. uh, you know, had the, the, the Prada glasses on and all these nice things. And, you know, everybody likes to look at that dynamic and be like, see, I want to be successful. But oftentimes we like the sexy part of success but we don't necessarily think about the methodology to get us here. And uh, the topic today is going to be on stewardship. And Greg, would you just take a second and just share with us a key to, uh, a silent key to success and how important stewardship is? Chad, that's such a great question. (laughs) I I think the, the the silent key is the understanding of the productivity process. Mm-hmm. If I'd say it that way. You know, you know, we, we look at the result. We pray for the result. But there's a four-letter word in, in the Bible that we don't... Oh, don't say it. No, no. I'm, I'm, I have to say it. It's a four-letter word, and it's W-O-R-K. Oh, no. <laughs> we Wait, a, you mean I can't just pray for a no, million dollars and I'm, the check's going to show up? I'm afraid that... that uh, that's not really going to happen. You, you're going to have to. You're going to have to work for it. And yeah. and you know why I can say that to you because when I read Proverbs and I read about Solomon and mm-hmm. and he talks about the fact yeah. that you know wealth is something which is earned gradually. Yeah. There's a process. Right. But he he starts off Proverbs in chapter one talking about godly and skillful wisdom. Yeah. And that's what you use in that process. So the, the secret to me is the understanding of the productivity process. Yeah. It's an integral part of stewardship. Yeah, it's and misunderstood. Pe- and people hate it, you know, but oh, yeah. I think we were designed for it. God designed, believe this or not, God designed you to produce, absolutely, to be productive. Absolutely. I mean, you read John chapter 15 <laughs> and you start to see like God has created yeah. you to number one, be interdependent upon him, yeah. but from that dependence on him to produce some greatness in the kingdom of God, bringing that to earth. And I mean, I don't know, I, I get excited about this topic because 
I, I kind of like the grind. I kind of like that, you know, right now we're in a phase of, you know, the church plant process and there's a lot of behind the scenes things and like there's li- very little, uh, uh, I guess, let me just say this. It's a very humbling experience because the things I was just over, let's say a year ago, you know, uh, and the things I'm worrying about now, they're very different levels. <laughs> they're absolutely different levels. But think about it this way, yeah. too. You know, the only way to, to really release your potential is to give it responsibility. Oh, that's good. That means you have to put yourself out there, which yeah. means you have to put yourself in a situation where you're going to have a learning process. And sometimes that learning process is vertical. Is it comfortable? No, it's yeah. probably very uncomfortable. Yeah. But put yourself out there and God will show you. He will give you wisdom. And and when you start doing that, then you can be fruitful. Then you can multiply. Right. Then you can have dominion because mm-hmm. you're learning stuff and you become productive. When you become productive, Obviously, you produce stuff yeah. when you become productive. But that process shows you how to use what God has given you. Mm. God has given you the resource of wisdom. Use it, man. Yeah. Use it. That's good. Look, I'm going to read Genesis 2, 4, and 5, and then I'm going to have Greg talk about it for a second. Uh, this is the account of creation of the heavens and the earth. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. And again, at this point, you're probably like, what in the world are we reading right now? Don't (laughs) worry, we're going somewhere. (laughs) Uh, For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Well, cultivate is the key word, Jim, Mm -hmm. because that doesn't... Ask any farmer. I'm not a farmer. I'm not a farmer, Chan. I'm an accountant by, by profession. But... When I look at farmers, cultivating the ground isn't a casual thing. Cultivating the ground is a very strategic process Mm -hmm. in order to produce a harvest. The better that you cultivate the ground and look after it, the better the chance of the seed producing a harvest and a multiplied harvest. So it's not a casual process. Well, it's interesting that the Lord created everything. Mm -hmm. And then he put man there to look after what he created. So a lot of the being fruitful and multiplying has got nothing to do with the Lord. It's got to do with you and I. That's called stewardship. Personal responsibility. Absolutely. It's a productivity process. Yeah, I love this because uh, people overlook this part. Mm. They want the end result, but Mm. they don't consider the work that is required to get there. You know what's so cool about stewardship is it has to be systematic. Yeah. Because otherwise, you'll never intentionally end up anywhere i want to challenge you in this capacity stewardship is every aspect of your life absolutely you are a steward of your relationship with god first Mm. you're a steward of the relationship you have with your your spouse your children it's the responsibility you have at your workplace or your business the responsibility look this is something i've been uh kind of digging into recently even the responsibility you have over your physical body and you're a steward over that. You're a steward over making disciples, over you know the ministry that God may have entrusted you with. You're a steward over every area of your life. Chad, I want to, uh, you know, the Lord's just dropped a thought in my heart, and I want to share this. You know, you know, the Bible talks about us having dominion mm-hmm. in in Genesis chapter one twenty six to twenty eight, but. In order to have dominion, you need to have a priestly disposition. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you if you're listening to this podcast, think about it as a cross. Yeah. 
you can't have the horizontal unless you've got the vertical because right. the horizontal's got nothing to, to hang on. Right. Well, the, the vertical is your priestly disposition. It's your relationship with Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's, your, it's your understanding of the word. It's your doing of the word first. Mm-hmm. When you do that, then you can have dominion authority over everything because yeah. that's what the Lord promises in his word. So your productivity, your stewardship in the kingdom of everything, all the things that you've just mentioned, hangs really on the vertical, and that is your priestly disposition. It's your relationship with the Lord. Man, and we'll just keep digging into this revelation because it goes straight back to John 15, which I mm. mentioned earlier, mm. that that uh, God or Jesus is the vine and we're the branches. Absolutely. And we're literally getting everything we need from the source, yes. from the life, yes. to produce everything God's called us to actually create in this world. And man, I think God has something significant for you. Let me just, let me just uh, I don't want to hype you up real quick, but I want to speak life into you. Look, God has called you specifically. Whoever you are, whatever situation you're in, I don't care if you've got a high-level job, a low-level job, I don't care if you are have no job at the moment or what position you are in in life, whether you're a student, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whatever it is, whether you're in full-time ministry, God has called you to do something significant into the kingdom of God. Chad, that's that's so good, you know, because those things you're talking about is really just geography. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter where you are in the ladder. I mean, who, who that's just geography. But consider this 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 example, a rally driver. Mm-hmm. Or a rally in a rally race in a motor vehicle, you have a navigator and you have a driver. Mm-hmm. In your life, the Lord is the navigator; you, the driver. Now, in a rally, when when the navigator is saying, you know, this is how you've got to drive. There's a sharp left coming up. Well, if you don't take the left, it doesn't matter how good your navigator is. Right. You're going to crash, right? right? Well, it's the same thing in God's kingdom because the Holy Spirit speaks to you. He's your navigator. He's your wisdom. He's your overarching wisdom. He's your superior wisdom. And he's giving you direction. But you got to drive the car, man. If you don't drive the car, you're not going to have a result. It doesn't matter how spiritual you think you are. Mm -hmm. You're going to crash. Your future is dependent on your stewardship getting there. So good. There is a process that you've got to follow. Everything requires productivity. You can't get out of that. It is what God created you for. And indeed, it is the very thing that's going to give you fulfillment. Yeah, man. You were designed to steward. When you study the Bible, the Bible has a lot more to say about managing things than creating things. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would actually argue if you're a good manager, the creation happens. Right. If you can learn to, we were talking about this a little bit ago, like wealthy people, the first rule of money is to learn how to steward it well first, because it doesn't matter how much money you make. If you can't steward it or manage it, you're going to lose it all and you're not going to be able to build anything. But Chad, stewarding money is not only about looking after what you have made. It's about producing more Mm. because it's just a tool. Right. Money is a tool. It's designed to be able to to bless people. It's designed to be a blessing to people instead of being requiring them to be a blessing to you. Corinthians, Paul in Corinthians talks so, so much about that. And 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 so it's a very it's a very important aspect. It really is a very important aspect. 
I'm going to give a shout out. I was just listening to a teaching from uh, John Maxwell. Okay. And we, we were talking about this. We've been going on like daily walks um, yeah, yeah. to try to, try to, you know, not be fat. I don't know. <laughs> but they're productive. Yeah, yeah they, they are. They're all productive. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, and I listened to a teaching from John Maxwell. Great And teacher. he was talking about, uh, he, he, he has a rule of five and he has five things that bring him closer to his end goal um, that he does every single day. And he used the example of a guy with a, an axe going out to a tree and swinging five times at the tree every day, right? Every day he does it. And he said, eventually that tree is going to fall. See, I think a lot of times we want to uh, have instant gratification, but there's an aspect of stewardship that is consistency. Consistency will outperform short-term efforts every single time because you get like a compound interest on it almost, you know, and this goes back to this topic though of stewardship because what your habits are rooted in, what systems you create for your life, how you manage things, how you manage all those categories I mentioned earlier, they are delivery systems for your future. Chad, consider this. With money, let's just use money to start with, and then mm-hmm. I'll talk a little deeper around it. But with money, if you don't know, you know, if you win the lottery, for right. example, if you don't know how to earn it, you're probably not going to be able to keep it. That's good. Well, it's the same thing with life. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to produce a future, and do you produce your own future? Yes, you yeah. do, under the direction of God, but you are the one who's required to produce your future. If you don't know how to produce your future, how are you going to keep the result? Mm. We are praying for a position. We are praying for a result, but God needs to take us through a process Mm -hmm. of producing it because we'll know how to look after it when we get to that point. Mm. And then you'll know how to produce more. You know, if we look at the stewardship of wealth, Chad, um, the important thing is not the wealth. The important thing which Solomon taught us is the wisdom Mm. because the wisdom will continue to produce it even if you lose it. You can produce more. Let me ask a question. Have you seen a show called uh, Undercover Billionaire? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's this idea of the same thing you're saying, that these billionaires become so good and understand how to make money and understand what they need to do so well that they'll be dropped in a city in the middle of anywhere. Right. And they have, I don't know whether it's one month, I think it might be like two or three months or something like that. And they have this much allotted time to make a million dollars. And it's crazy because these billionaires get dropped in the middle of nowhere with nothing in the wisdom that got them there. Yes. Gets them to that goal. Yes. Every single time. It's, abs- it's, ab- it's absolutely. You know, stewardship is for everybody. Right. You don't have to be a billionaire to be a steward for sure. or a millionaire for that for that matter to be a steward. Stewardship is for everybody and each one of us is qualified. Mm-hmm. And the reason I know that is because we are all included in the kingdom if mm-hmm. we have made Jesus the Lord and Savior mm-hmm. of our lives and he will give us the wisdom. But I want to drop a key here and I think it's I believe it's really important. You know, the world works on knowledge and and that's all good. There's nothing wrong with that. That, There's everything right with that. But the kingdom works on the principle of access. Yeah. Now, this is is pivotal, actually, Mm -hmm. because if you think deeply enough about it, you'll realize that access in the kingdom includes access to the wisdom of God who created everything. 
You know, you know, the Lord created everything before time began. So actually, Chad, if you think about it, all our experiences are just experiences of what the result is of his creation. Wow. So human knowledge is really secondary. Mm-hmm. God's knowledge is primary. Yeah. When we access his knowledge, which is his wisdom and his direction, anything becomes possible. Man. Anything becomes possible. And let, let me just speak life to you again. I, I feel like there may even be people listening and you're like, I'm at, in my mind, right, such a low level that it just seems like anything I do doesn't matter. But that's the lie that the enemy w- wants to sow as a seed into your mind to keep you from beginning to produce. God can take you look at their stories all through the Bible of God taking unqualified people or people that would consider themselves lowly, you know, and he takes them. And if they would commit their ways to him, if they would surrender to him, if they would obey his word and follow his wisdom, then he lifted them and elevated them. So whether you're an incredibly successful person in your mind or in your mind, you're nobody. Today is a great day to make a decision to, to become the steward, that, that silent key to success. And if you would commit to the Lord, commit to his ways, God will do something radical in your life. I absolutely agree with that. And, and if you feel that you're not qualified, you're in very, very good company. Just right. go and read the Bible from page one right to the end. You're in very, very good company. All the, the men and women that did great things for the kingdom of God were unassuming people. Mm-hmm. They were people who were reluctant leaders, yep. but they were people who realized they needed to rely on the wisdom of God for yep. true direction and for success, which manifested mm-hmm. in their lives. You know, So I, I absolutely have to agree with that, Chad. I think it's very important. You must, and the doorway, the mm-hmm. doorway into this is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. When that happens, then a, a, the ability to communicate with God. That law of access. The law of access goes back to where Adam was when he was first created. There is no, there's nothing in the way anymore. Mm-hmm. Sin is no longer in the way. And you can hear the voice of God and he will direct you. Everybody is qualified. Mm. There is no disqualification in the kingdom. What disqual- disqualifies you is sin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Jesus provided the mechanism to deal with that. Yeah. It's called repentance. Yeah. You know, come back to me. Acknowledge me as Lord and Savior and I will give you the keys to the kingdom. I'll mm. give you wisdom. That's good. Look, I want to open up another topic here uh, while I've got you. I'm going to uh, share a statement uh summarize the scripture and then I want to get your thoughts. I'll give you a moment to process it. God does not operate on socialism. Those who produce will be trusted with more. And it's, I tied it to Matthew 25, 14 through 30, which is the parable of the talents. And it's talking about the, the uh, servants that were entrusted with one talent, two talent and five talents. And the one with five was a good steward and he doubled what, was entrusted to him. And when the master came back, he gave him 10 talents. And then the one with two doubled it and he gave him master four talents. And the one was nervous because he had so little. He had one talent and he buried his gift. He buried his talent. And then when the master came back and he said, I, I know you're a, a, a harsh master and I wanted to make sure I gave you back what you had trusted me with. And he just gave him one and he actually rebuked him. And called him a wicked and evil servant. And he took the one talent and he gave it to the one 
with 10. I mean, I, I, I'm i just going to throw this at you. What do you think about that? You know, I, I've had to deal with that, that, that particular scripture. Thanks for dropping me in the deep end, Chad. <laughs> You're welcome. Because it's, 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 it's just the most powerful revelation of how God works mm-hmm. and how he honors obedience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, you, know, you know, what is, was always poignant to me in that particular parable that, that, he, that he spoke about is how the one that didn't produce was regarded as wicked, yeah. lazy, and cost him out. Yeah. That's radical. Mm-hmm. God rewards productivity. Yeah. But he's given us the, the, the ability to do that. It doesn't matter who you are. Just follow his leading and it will be possible. God requires us to be fruitful and to multiply and to have dominion. That goes right back to the beginning of time in Genesis. And Jesus is reinforcing that principle. But I want to, I want to elaborate a little bit on this if I can, Chad, because often when we read this parable we think about money mm-hmm. I, I want to encourage the listeners to think a lot more broadly yeah. and to think about your life absolutely and i'm getting into sensitive ground now but you need to take a moment to consider how productive you are with your life and your future mm. and what god has for you because last time i read chad when he created everything he said it is good yeah and we praying for the Lord to do something, and I think He's sitting there saying, "I'm waiting. Yeah. What are you going to do with what I've given you? You're praying for all these things, but I've already given them to you. Yeah. You should be praying. What should I do with them right. to be more productive? What is it that you need me to do? How do, how am I as Greg or as Chad going to have an influence in this world for the benefit of the kingdom and for the glory of God? What are you doing with your life? How are you multiplying your life? And so that is a critical thing, Chad. And it's a sensitive issue because when you when you sit quietly in your prayer room thinking about that, I think sometimes you can get a little down in the dumps, mm-hmm. but I want to encourage people. God is a God who will provide. Yeah. He is Jehovah Jireh, not only financially. He's Jehovah Jireh in terms of wisdom. Yeah. He will give you everything you need. James and he, 1, yeah. Yeah, and he talks over and over in his word about Ask for wisdom. It will be given to you. So I want to encourage all the listeners, don't get down in the dumps on this because this is sensitive. But God rewards productivity. It's clear in his word. It's true. And it doesn't matter when you start. As long, Well, it does matter when you start. But the great thing is it doesn't matter what you did yesterday or the day before or even five minutes before this. You can make a decision to begin now. He redeems the time. Yeah. I've seen that in my own life. I'm sure you have. Absolutely. I only got saved when I was 30 years old. (laughs) What did I do for 30 years, man? You know, and you can look on on that with regret or you can trust God to redeem redeem the time. And I've seen him do that over and over again. Absolutely. And look, I want to wrap it up with this, this idea. The kingdom of God is our goal. Right? Seek ye first the kingdom of God Absolutely. and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. You know, the Bible says, you know, when you pray, you know, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as yeah. it is in heaven. Our duty as believers, and you know, I've been stuck in this study about the kingdom of God and it's so, so good. Um, and it's the primary, it is the message Jesus brought. Absolutely. And we are part of his kingdom and our duty as believers is to bring his kingdom to earth. And you may say, how could I possibly bring that to earth? Number one, you need to connect to heaven. 
through the salvation, the law of access, okay? And then he takes your gift that was already inside of you, connects it to his power, the Holy Spirit in his direction. And as you obey, you start to build his kingdom. And what does that look like? Look, God is raising up people in these days, ministers that will go and change the world and lead millions and millions and millions of people to be leaders in their generation. God is, you know, calling people to be parents, you know, and moms and dads that are going to raise up kids that are going to serve God with their whole hearts and their whole lives and not have to taste the things of this world. God is raising up people in this kingdom that it will be in the political realm, in economics, you know, business owners. God is raising up people in Every category, media, arts. Now, Chad, everything that you've been describing Mm -hmm. happens on earth. Yeah. Right? Okay, so that's why Jesus talks about bringing the kingdom to earth. Mm -hmm. So many people with respect are worrying about getting saved so they can go to heaven. Now, that is true, and that is part of the word. It's part of the gospel. Mm -hmm. It's not a problem. But Jesus preached more about the kingdom on earth than he did about going to heaven. Actually, in fact, he only spoke about being born again at night, late at night to Nicodemus. Yeah. No, it's true. Okay, so he was more about the kingdom manifesting on earth, which is what he displayed how to do. So it's about your life here, and that is the process. Mm -hmm. It's about bringing the kingdom to earth. Jesus came to establish the kingdom. It is our job to operate in the manifestation of the kingdom, and he taught us how to do that. And that is called stewardship, Mm -hmm. and it starts with stewardship of the word. Man, that's so good. And we'll end it with this. You know, I just uh, posted a quote the other day, and it said, don't confuse your destiny with your mission. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of people are looking forward to heaven someday, and I am too, Mm. but don't get caught up in your destiny when you're on a mission here every single day. And our mission is to build the kingdom of heaven in the delivery system for that is stewardship stewardship. of what God has given you. Amen, brother. Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us on the Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single week. If you know of someone who could benefit from this podcast, we would love for you to share it on your social media as well as going ahead and leaving us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.